and welcome to another episode of Industry Celebrities. My name is Kimberly Scott. Industry Celebrities is a podcast where I interview industry professionals in any industry and ask them questions about their industry or passion. Plus, my guests will share a little advice to their younger self. If you want to tune into other episodes, you could do so by going to thatkimberly.com forward slash combo to choose which platform you prefer to listen to iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and so on. But now that I got that out of the way, I'd like to welcome today's guest, Mr. Antoine Glover from the Cutting Edge Realtors. Did I say that correctly? You most certainly <laughs> did, Miss Kimberly. How the heck are you? I'm doing great. It's uh, awesome. It's sunny and 50 degrees in Texas, so I can't complain. Well, it's the same here in Colorado. Yeah, we're here in Colorado Springs, about uh, about 50 miles south of Denver. And, you know, a lot of people think out here it snows every day. No. No. <laughs> it's nothing but sunshine, not a cloud in sight. And uh, people are always friendly. And that was before it was legal. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I, actually, I love it. I spent about a year going back and forth from Dallas to Fort Collins. So I did get to experience how friendly it was, how great the weather. But when it snows... I can tell you that I become the biggest baby and decide that there's not enough sun to keep me warm when there's snow on the ground. So I know it, right? I yeah. know it, right? I, and I do have to say, I don't know what you guys put in it. I've had the best mac and cheese in Texas. Oh, wow. I, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't good for you, but it was so good. Where, so I, I, where do you remember? What city? It, it was actually, was ironically enough, it was called Aspen's or mm. Aspen. That was a restaurant, and it's just out of Fort Worth down there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It well, was good. Lots of great food establishments in the DFW area for sure, all over Texas, really. Absolutely. But when people refer to Texas food, it's mostly barbecue or Mexican food, not necessarily the mac and cheese. So that's great to hear. <laughs> there it is. You want mac and cheese? Head on down to Dallas. I'm okay. telling you, it's off the chart. <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks for saying that. Most most people are like, oh, Texas, it's so big. I don't know. Yeah. But they got to come for the food for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just want to thank you for for inviting me. It was uh, it was great. You and I how we how we connected, and reading about you and listening to your podcast put a big smile on my face. That there are other light minded people that are successful that are pushing forward and making a difference in in the lives of others. It's refreshing. Well, I appreciate you venturing out and wanting to be a guest and allowing me to ask you these questions. Yeah, that most people are kind of intimidated by. Not really. I think everybody that says yes or signs up they're usually like why not and then they go oh there's only four or five oh, okay no problem yeah so you didn't even ask how many you were just like sure let's do this I'm like, yeah, absolutely right. <laughs> so. here it is i you know i always look at people that saying that a stranger is just a friend i've never met yet oh that's a yes i have not heard that one in a long time but yes i have in college i heard that one yeah we're just two friends playing verbal tennis there we go verbal tennis i'm gonna use that quote from now on there this it is, is verbal tennis people verbal tennis guys <laughs> let's do it <laughs> well then tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and what industry you're in well, I am in real estate. I've uh, been in real estate uh, for about seven years. I started out kind of back up to kind of led me into that real estate world. I actually was a TV news reporter and news anchor in radio and television. Started when I was 16. So I was fortunate enough to, while Fine. my friends were, were flipping burgers and all that, I actually had the opportunity to be on the radio. 
Uh-huh. And so I, I grew up basically in the media. And shortly after 9-11, I got into the television side. I just said, you know, telling people you're going to die, find out tonight at five how, was just not for me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I lost the flavor for it. And so I said, hey, let's give up my tie for an apron. And I learned the restaurant world. Yeah, my family uh, and friends thought I was absolutely crazy. I thought maybe I'd open up my own restaurant one day. Thank goodness uh, I did not. Yeah. <laughs> oh my That's a goodness. whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. Yes, absolutely. And a, and a great friend of mine, he does very well in, in real estate still to this day. He said, you know, Antoine, what are you doing in this restaurant world? And I was managing at the time and he, he said, you should really get into real estate. So once again, ironically enough, I traded in my tie to an apron so I can mm-hmm. serve. And I went to real estate school when people were saying, oh, it's a horrible market. Why are, why are you getting into the real estate world seven years ago? I got into the new build side, uh-huh. which was even harder. Yeah. You got to remember, you know, we didn't have what they call inventory homes, standing homes ready to move into. And the market was what it was. Mm. And Nobody was really coming in. Yeah, totally. Nobody was coming in. You can hear a pin drop. And, you know, and looking back on it, it was actually the best time to get into it Mm -hmm. because you had to really hone your skills and really go out there and develop great relationships with other realtors and just the people that are coming in. And hustle, you had to hustle and network. You really, you really did. And so it took me a little while to really get some traction, but I really started becoming very successful. And that's how I kind of stumbled into, into real estate. You know, it's, it's kind of funny. And you talk to a lot of people and, you know, how did you get into this? You know, I started out in radio, never thought in a million years I'd ever end up in the real estate world. And now here I am. Wow. That is a very interesting going from radio TV and then restaurant business to real estate is definitely a great windy path of many stories and experiences, I'm sure. (laughs) Totally. You know, one of my favorite people of all time, Steve Jobs, he talks about connecting the dots and you can never connect the dots looking forward, Mm -hmm. but you can always connect the dots looking backwards. Mm -hmm. And ironically enough, if you kind of look at it, I've been doing the same thing this whole time. It's been dealing with serving the masses literally and figuratively. And I'm still on that, that path, if you will. Well, what do you like the most about what you do in the real estate world? You know, I, there's so many, so many positives as to what I like most about it. It's almost like saying, hey, what's your favorite food? <laughs> well, <this laughs> right? is, we got to keep this down to 20 minutes. So. <laughs> I know, I know, totally. No, but, you know, I mean, obviously I love helping other people. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned a, a while ago that as soon as you realize in any business venture or anything that you do in life, that it's not about you. Mm-hmm. Get yourself out of the way and focus only on what can you do to be of service to others is the most gratifying feeling that, that I get. And that's why I do it. In addition to that, it's almost like an oxymoron, if you will, because in order for me to feel really good about myself and fulfilled, the only way I get that is by giving to other people. Mm-hmm. I can see so, that. Absolutely. Yeah. Real estate for me, the commission is always the byproduct of doing the right thing for others. And then ironically enough, everything starts coming your way in abundance. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, that's what I get out of it. That's what I love the most about real estate and why I do what I do. And, you know, I have found that anybody in that same line of business like realtors, so like car salesmen, which I don't know very many, but I know a couple. If you are giving and looking out for the best interest of your client all the time, 
even if you don't make that sale, they're, they're more apt to come back to you and refer you 10 times over rather than those sorts of realtors or, you know, other car salesy people that are just out for them, you know, like, because in the end, the customer get that buyer's remorse very quickly because you eventually realize you were duped. You know, you know, when you go to a, a, it doesn't matter if it's a restaurant or a car dealership or wherever it is, you can tell if someone is genuinely good at what he or she does. Mm -hmm. It really is genuinely that saying that people don't really care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yes. Right. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and then when you have that, that true caring ability, man, it's uh, it's an eye opener. And so yeah. a lot of people ask me, how did you get to where you're currently at? And what do you do? And, and I keep it simple. Mm -hmm. You know, I focus heavily on, ironically enough, feeding my mind, mm -hmm. taking care of my body, because yes. I know if I'm, if I have the energy, the mental energy and the physical energy that it's going to shine through and people yeah. are going to say, gosh, I didn't even know what you do for a living. What do you do? I just love your attitude. Yeah. Knowledge is power and it feeds the soul. And especially when you're able to share that with others, it, it definitely fills you up to where you're able to do bigger and better things and, and keep moving forward. So, well, it, and you know what, too, Kim, this is the cool thing about what I do for a living. And I think, and I hear a lot of people who are just successful in various industries. When you finally realize it's not about you, I don't work harder. I yeah. really don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying I don't work hard, but I don't have to work as hard. It's almost like pumping, pumping that well for so long, for so many years. And then you realize, oh, here comes a drip. Here mm -hmm. comes a drip. And then it's not, I'm not working hard. And now I can really have time to do the things that I want to do in my life. If I want to travel, if I just want to relax with my family, if I want to go hang out with friends, mm -hmm. real estate for me allows me, it affords me that time to do things that I always want to do. Oh, yes. I always say, I don't want to be 90 years old with tons of money and have my health so bad I can't travel the world and do the things that I want to do. Yeah, you, what good is any money if you can't spend it and or enjoy spending it with those, you know, that you care about and want to be around, so. Absolutely, I, and, then, and then watching the kids, watching these families, you know, I've met over the years and, you know, they were seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old and now they're 15, 16, 17 years old. They're neighborhoods that when I remember years ago, that it was just dirt. Mm -hmm. And now that I drive through those same neighborhoods and I see the, I see the families out there playing football and soccer and just knowing that in a bigger, small way, I was able to make that happen. It's yeah. a great feeling. And, and who knows, they'll probably be like, oh, when they're ready to go buy a home, you know, they call you because you have that personal connection with them. It is definitely something that I feel every sales person in the world knows because I grew up in the restaurant business, putting myself through college that way. <laughs> so you know, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it just your sincerity. There are salespeople who don't understand that, that like it, it, it's not about the almighty dollar. It's about doing the right thing and giving great customer service and making your client or customer happy because in the end, that person is going to come back to you. They're always going to do business with you. They're going to stay loyal because you're loyal to their best interest and they'll refer you 10 times over. It, referrals oh, are huge. So especially I mean, you, this day and age with you referral. Know, I, had a, I had a big, big bite of humble pie when I, when I was in TV here in town and I stepped down and I was uh, serving, I was had an apron on. People mm -hmm. go, weren't you the guy on TV, right? And I'm like, yeah, would you like a broad flounder with that, ma'am? Yeah. But now it's so cool. The people that I went above and beyond in the service industry, in the, in the restaurant world, now I'm taking care of them in another world. Oh, yeah. And because they know how well I treated them, 
Mm-hmm. And they're going to get that same level of service when they pick up the phone and give me a call, which it's really cool. And they, and they also like seeing my success as well. Oh, yeah. So it's a win-win situation. And it's a great story to tell people how you met or became clients, friends, or whatever. Like, you know, I bartended at waiting tables at night while I worked my first business during the day 15 years ago until we got investment. And that, that was, you know... Seven days a week, I go in from seven until like four and then, you know, go and change into an apron and go bartend from five until midnight, maybe two. And, you know, all the different people that you meet. And then if they do become some sort of a client, the connection, the story is great. They see you in a different light because they know how hard you work to get where you are now today. Because if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. So (laughs) I know it, right? Yeah. People sometimes have the misconception that, you know, you get into real estate or you get into just starting your own business. And the thought of, oh, I'm my own boss. I can do all (laughs) this. It's harder because you don't you don't have to be there. Correct. That's that's the hard part, but the rewards are so much greater. Yeah. When people say that they want to be their own boss, I'm like, okay, just so you know, you're going to work harder for yourself than you do anybody else right now. So yep. if you're ready for that, then by all means, like you go get it because yeah. it's definitely rewarding, but it's not easy, you know, and, no. the, and depending on what their motivations are, I'm always the one to be like, okay, let's look at all the positives, but here, let me tell you about all the things that you need to, they're not negatives, but they're things that are hard that you got to get through. You got to figure out, you know, whatever it is, managing your time, you know, learning to say no mom or dad, I can't make it home for whatever the holiday is, you know, mm-hmm. things of that sort. So, yeah. So what would you tell somebody that was, was looking to get into real estate and how to go about uh- that? Well, first and foremost, why? You know, I think why why are you getting into it? Are you getting in just for the money? People are gonna smell it. Yeah. People are truly gonna smell it. And just knowing that in just any industry, but the real estate industry is just are you really sincere about wanting to help families be part of creating a memory? Are you just in it for, you know, just like I said, just for a quick buck? And going back to, you know, we were talking about before we were on here, you know, really focusing heavily on who you are, Mm -hmm. you know, what we do is the easiest part in the whole world. It really is. After a handful of times, the contract is the contract is the contract is the contract. You like the house, boom, perfect. Now to get to that point, what are you doing to invest into yourself to become that person of influence? Because become that person of knowledge, become that person who really truly cares about that other person and people can feel it Mm -hmm. and sense it. And before you know it, I always tell people the true relationship happens at the end of the transaction. Mm-hmm. People ask me, they say, isn't the relationship before the transaction or during the transaction? And I go, well, yes and no. There's two different kind of relationships. That's the, hey, this buyer or seller is excited for buying or selling a home, right? That's an excitement. That's a different relationship. Mm-hmm. The, the commission from the realtor, they're excited. They're excited. Everybody's excited. And what happens a lot of the times after the transaction and any business, but just specifically real estate, is as soon as that transaction's over, well, they're happy they got their home. Commission's already been paid. That's where the true relationship, in my opinion, comes into play. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, it's, and it's, it's not so much of, I don't go out and, and you know, get the latest and greatest technology so I can get quote unquote leads. Mm-hmm. No, the people that I've taken care of, those are my people that I'm going to be taking care of for life. Mm-hmm. And, and so you connect with pro- them. You connect yeah. with them building up to it and you build a rapport with them so that once 
the sale happens, then the true connection, you know, cause you laid the foundation, just getting to know them. And then once the purchase is made, it grows from there because you have the connection. So totally. It, yeah. So, I mean, so it, it wouldn't break it down to a nutshell, work hard on yourself on really be, becoming truly relational with people. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the hardest part. And I think so many people miss the mark. They think, well, if I can just study and get my test, now I'm a realtor. Now, why isn't anybody calling me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I have 90% and it's not to be braggadocious, but I've worked hard to make it happen. 90% of my business are, are for referrals. Mm-hmm. So my phone calls, these are people that know me, I've done business with in the past that are ready to upgrade, downgrade, or have a friend or a family member looking for, for a home. That's the kind of business any business owner would want. Yes. Yes, but you built, <laughs> but you built that over, and you built that over time. That wasn't like straight yeah. out the gate. I mean, totally. That would be braggadocious if you were to say, "Oh yeah, the first year, ninety percent of my business was, you know, all referral based." You know, it's a good girlfriend of mine. She's a real estate. She just started last year, and she was like, "Maybe now it's going on too." But each year when I talk to her, I can see and hear in her voice. Are you talking about from the the referrals? I mean, it's yeah, it starts, yeah, process. It's, You're building yeah. the pipeline. And, you know, the first year or two, I I mean, I don't know when you saw that number become true, but, you know, even after seven years, that's still huge, you know, whenever it started to occur, it's, it's like your break even point, you know, of, Hey, like it's definitely flowing easier. You still have to get the sale, but the referrals are flowing easier at that time. Would you not agree? Oh, I totally, I totally agree. You know, Kimberly, I love social media. Obviously that's how you and I met, but it can also be a disservice and, and kind of misleading. Mm-hmm. You know, we look at like a Peyton Manning or a Tom Brady or a Tiger Woods, or you just pick the the big superstar, or the Oprah Winfrey, <laughs> and we look at them and we go, oh, it must be so nice to be them. But were you there when she was a news anchor and got yeah. fired? Correct. And when she when they, she was told that she wasn't going to amount to anything or when Peyton Manning was throwing his 500th pass when his arm was sore, when nobody was watching, when the cameras were off, mm-hmm. or when you just picked that person, John Maxwell, or anybody, even yeah. yourself, the things that we do behind the scenes, at least I'll speak for myself, it's pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. You would look at it and go, let's see what, let's see Antoine today. And you go, huh, he's reading a book. Yeah. Okay. He is calling people. He is going out to lunch with some friends and having coffee. (laughs) It's really nothing. There's nothing like a magic pill, a magic bullet. But like they say, it was an overnight success after, for me, after seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's an overnight anything after six months or a year or whatever. You know, like, just like you said, the most famous people are famous now or the most successful people in business period is after so many years, whether it's, you know, five, 10, 15, whatever the number is that got them to that point of what their, you know, quote unquote definition of success is. So, and, and now it's kind of funny how we circle back. This is why it goes back to your why, mm-hmm. because you got to figure out why are you doing what you are doing? If mm-hmm. you don't know why you're doing it, if you're doing it just for the paycheck, you're going to quit. Yeah. You know, the average, this is an interesting statistic in the real estate world. The average realtor sells four homes a year. Hmm. Wow. Four homes a year. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's not I mean, a lot, on. is that's it? Not, unless, well, unless they're like a couple million, but how many of those, 
you know? um, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay. So, so you need to figure out, I can't survive on four homes a year, majority of people out there. And that's why people get into just businesses and real estate. And they kind of, they look at it from the TV perspective, going back to the media. Yeah. Oh, it should be easy. I get my license, talk to a few people, drive them around. They pick one of the three homes that I showed them. It's not like that. Yeah. No, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not. No. If, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it, period. Right? <laughs> right? Just, like, just like podcasting, right? Yes. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> That's my term in business. So I'm going to also use it for the real estate. It doesn't matter if it was going into business for yourself, no matter what business that is. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. But it's not. It's It comes with as many highs that there are. There's just as many lows. And it's an ebb and flow. So... You know, you know, Steve Wynn, the, the owner of the Wynn Casinos in Vegas, yes. mm -hmm. there's a quote that he says in regarding to be an entrepreneur. And he says 95% of being an entrepreneur sucks. <laughs> but the 5%, huh, the 5% makes it all worth it. Oh, that's cool. I never heard that before. Yeah. And it's so true. I mean, yeah. I've never been pregnant. My wife's, we don't have kids, but I can only imagine, right? How many moms out there? Right. They're like, oh, I'm so uncomfortable. And, you know, I just want this baby out of me and going through the pain and agony to having a kid. As soon as a child is born, that 5% made everything so worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't have children, but I tell my girlfriends that I feel like God helps them forget what kind of pain they went through. So they'll have more because, <laughs> because it is like, they're like, it's totally worth it after it. the fact. And I'm like, yeah. I think it's a trick. And then I had a girlfriend say it's God makes that memory of that pain go away so that you continue to have more children if you want them. You know, obviously there are women who, you know, right. decide, yeah, totally. like, and, and nope, it's the same, you know, it's the same thing with your own business. This, yeah. I'll be transparent. The times where I just said, you know what? I just, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I've had it and I've quit for the day. Mm -hmm. But I get back up and I go, now I know why I'm doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. then that's a good segue into my one standing question about what advice would you tell your younger self then? Well, the key question is if I would listen to myself, because I knew it all. <laughs> okay, that needs to just go away because none of us would listen to anybody, not our parents or ourselves, right? but everybody else. So yeah, let's go ahead and preface that that was a good one. Yes, you would listen to yourself. What advice would you give your younger self that would be listening to you? I think this is the best advice that I've ever come across. And Antoine, I'd sit you down and I'd just say, please, for the love of God, do this. And I would really have all your listeners really self-evaluate yourself and really listen to this quote from one of my mentors, the late, great Jim Rohn. Work harder on yourself than you do on your job to make an investment on yourself. If you work hard on your job, you can make a living. Mm -hmm. You work hard on yourself and you can make a fortune. That's great advice. I did not learn how to work harder on myself until I was definitely in my late 30s. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Because you, you knew it all, Kimberly. <laughs> I, <laughs> we all did. Yes. Right? Well, I thought I did, but I was right? more focused on other things in my 20s for sure. And then Absolutely. You know, in my 30s, I started a business and I was focused on that. And it wasn't until late 30s that I was like, I need to start working a little bit on, I need to figure out this work-life balance and, and work on myself. Absolutely. Because you have to, take care of yourself first before you can take care of others. And I absolutely working on yourself is great advice. I like that advice. 
That's great. And you know what you're doing, which I really love, you know, I'm kind of like, I'm going to dub you like you're like a mirror. And all you're doing is showing the greatness, which in, which is inside of every single guest that you have and helping shine the light to others. And what you're doing is such a great service. I'm so excited to see your success in the many years to come. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. If you could see my face now, I'd be blushing. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, I've learned to take compliments over the years, but it definitely still makes me blush. But I, I appreciate those kind words. It's a journey that I'm excited to be on. And I've met just in the last, you know, six months, so many new people that I never knew before. And, you know, on top of, you know, getting a lot of my friends out of their comfort zones, because they're like, sure, why not? You know, because that's kind of how it all started. But now for the next two months, everybody that I'm interviewing, nine out of the 10 people are people that I connected with on social media or in person at a networking event or something. So it just, I'm learning so much from others. So it's exciting. And I appreciate you so much. So we have definitely hit our mark, but I feel like yeah. there's so many other topics that we could <laughs> cover that we'll just have to <laughs> brainstorm on those and, and have you back on. So <laughs> Hey, well, thank you. I'm completely yours. So anything that you need of me, I'm there for you. Thank you so much. Well, tell listeners real quick how they can get a hold of you if they want to connect with you. All right. You can email me at Glover, G-L-O-V as in Victor, E-R at the cutting edge real tours, that's plural, dot com. Mm-hmm. You can Facebook me, Antoine, A-N-T-O-I-N-N-E, Glover. You can't miss me. You'll see me there. And I'm also on Instagram as Antoine Glover. And you can also find me on LinkedIn. Awesome. Well, I encourage everyone to connect with you and thank you again. And remember, listeners, uh, hit subscribe on the YouTube channel, iTunes, Anchor, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, LinkedIn, Instagram, all those great places. And until next week, stay positive and keep growing. And thank you again, Antoine. I appreciate you. Have a great day. You too.